and we're back. We're doing it. Thank you guys for joining me for a special edition of the Punchy Panda Podcast. This is one is going to be exclusively about MMA. And it's going to be about an event that was very, very highly looked into. It was a very, very big event for the leading promotion in the second MMA league, which is Bellator. Bellator held back-to-back events in Hawaii this past weekend. And I'm here to discuss the results and all the muslins that come from that event. Again, keep keep on Twitter. You can always hit me up there. Give me your thoughts opinions, anything you want to improve, anything you want me to talk about. Without further ado, let's get into the main card of Bellator 2-1-2. Also, um, the Salute for the Troops event, very, very well put together, very tasteful event. And the headlining um, fight, we have lightweight champion Brett Premis versus Michael Chandler. And the results are as followed. Brett Premis was defeated by Michael Chandler. By unanimous decision, 50-45 on all those scorecards. It was a pretty much a dominant performance by Michael Chandler. He was tested. Britt Premis did get a knockdown in round two. That was very impressive. But it was the pressure, the wrestling, and Michael Chandler's striking that held him to victory. There was also another weird um, leg moment in round one where he kind of stumbled back. Shades of the first fight. Very, 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 very weird. But um, I wonder how Brett Primus will look going forward for him. Again, this is his first loss in his 10th fight ever. So there's a lot of upsides on this kid in his lightweight division. You know, there's a lot of big fights that are still out there. And we have Michael Chandler um, trying to do a super fight against Patricio at featherweight. Looks crazy. Um, He's already beaten his brother twice. So like he said, I don't see how that could be too competitive. But Bellator's looking forward to making big fights. And I think two belts on a poster always looks good if you follow the UFC model. Also, in the co-main event of the evening, um, Javi Ayala defeats Frank Mir as a result of um, tapping on the top of the head. He tapped out the punches at round two at four minutes and 30 seconds. It was a very good performance by Frank Mir early, but something that was very surprising to me was Ayala's grappling, really wore him down, busted him up in the clinch, and then... It looked like Frank Muir could not take any more. Very, very, very sad that his daughter was in his corner, 15 years old, to watch that um, that fight. He was a, a mess. And I'm glad that he decided, you know, enough is enough. This is round two. We've probably lost two rounds. You know, I'm getting I'm getting beat up. It's probably time to throw, my, throw in the towel. And I appreciate him doing that as well. Also highlight from this card, and uh, AJ McKee getting another win, still being undefeated, this time via Anaconda Choke in round one against Daniel Crawford. Um, very good performance by AJ McKee, good range fighting. Once again, the takedown was pretty much a route there. Um, speaking of a route, we have the women's flyweight bout between um, Alejandro Lara and Juliana Velasquez. Juliana Velasquez wins the fight. Her pressure and her forward movement was was evident, and it just looked like Lara did not have the power to keep her off. Disagree with the split decision, but you know, judges be judges. But good fight, you know, 
kind of slow, but it looks like one of them, you know, might be, um, you know, one fight away for the flyweight champion. So it's always good to look out for um, women on the rise in that division. Also, I believe the fight of the night was Derek Campos versus Sam Cecilia. <sighs> Derek Campos came out of the gate swinging, but Sam Cecilia was right there and fought back. Uh, Derek Campos got knocked down. It looked like he his power was still there, but it looks like his speed did not translate to the featherweight division. I know this is his debut. Sam Cecilia is a UFC veteran. He's tried, true, trusted, and durable. So we knew that was going to be a hard fight coming in, period. But at the end of the day, it looked like a little bit more work needs to be do, done with Derek Campos at this weight if he decides to stay. There's a lot of big fights at featherweight for him. So I'm looking forward to see what he does moving forward. Speaking of moving forward, next up is going to be the wonderful event that was held the night after Bellator 213. Of course, if you want to input this information, I'm always wonderful to chat with you on Twitter. Keep good, Keith. The Proxy Pharaoh. Please, I'm looking forward to your responses. Now let's get into those fights. There was five fights on this main card. We're going to highlight one of the craziest fights of the year. Liam McGeary versus Muhammad Lawal, King Mo. Liam McGeary defeats King Mo via knockout and punches in round three. But what I really want to highlight is... I'm pretty sure he knocked out King Mo in round two with elbows. King Mo goes in for a takedown. We've all seen Travis Brown position before, and he is hammering with seven unanswered elbows. And you can clearly see his hand goes limp, completely limp. And then he wakes back up. So that was something that I thought the referee slipped on. It was a big mistake, and... As you can see, just a, a minute into the round later, he was severely knocked out by a punch. It was a beautiful performance by Liam McGeary. Round one did not go his way, but he came back to be even more impressive. Local talent um, shined also when um, Niall Dung defeated Kona Oliveira in the second round. I'm sorry, in the third round, 205 via TKO. Um, I'll talk... Um, not really much to say about this. It was um, local fighters. Bellator does this a lot. So we're looking forward to see if they are going to move forward with the promotion. You know, it looks like they put them on the main card for a reason. Um, big um, To get a big pop from the locals. But let's see where they move forward from here. Also, the Bellator welterweight Grand Prix rolled on as two undefeated fighters, undefeated fighters locked horn. And when I originally sat down and thought about the Ed Roof versus Neiman Gracie fight, I thought Ed Roof's going to need to pressure. He's going to use his wrestling to neutralize the submission attempts and the takedown attempts by Gracie and keep it on the feet. And he he would be successful there. It's definitely not what happened. He was not successful on the feet. When he went in for takedowns, he was almost submitted twice. And it's just like... Three strikes and you're out. First round, he was almost submitted. Second round, he was almost submitted. Fourth round, Gracie gets his back and sinks in that rear naked choke. At four, I'm sorry, at round four, 217. Um, it was impressive to see him go more than um, the three rounds. It looked like Gracie kind of tired out. And, I'm sorry, it looked like Ruth kind of tired out. 
that wasn't really defending the choke in the fourth. So maybe there's a cardio issue there. You know, he usually um, dominates his opponents. So you take that where it was again, two undefeated fighters. They're going to come back from here learning, growing stronger. I'm really looking to see what um, Neeson, um Gracie has going forward in the future. Could he really be a title contender and carry that Gracie name in the modern era? That will be the most interesting thing to see in this Walter Reed Grand Prix. Also, moving forward to the middleweights, we had the debut of the Dragon, Lyoto Machida, versus um, Rafael Carvalho. Um, I will mention that Carvalho did miss weight. It was only by 0.5, you know, traveling from, you know, travel times. Very tough going from to Hawaii. So I'll give him a pass on there. But um, I feel like um, Carvalho had a lot of pressure going into round one and round and round two. And in round three, Lyoto Machida obviously was the aggressor. Lyoto Machida's grappling somehow was the determining factor in the decision for the judges, I believe. He dominated him on the ground in round three. And round two was very muslin. I could see how you can give it to Lyoto. I could ease eye gave it to Cavallo. So split decision, obviously. And Lyoto Machida moves forward and looks like he has um, a date with Gegar Musasi and the winner of um, Vado Jr. It's so interesting to me that Lyoto Machida, going on 40 years old, actually has a win over the light heavyweight and heavyweight Grand Prix champ. Um, the light heavyweight champion and the heavyweight Grand Prix finalist, Ryan Bader. And he has a win over the current middleweight champion, Gegard Musasi. I gotta really go back and watch that Musasi fight again to see how how that really went. But that that's always seemed so amazing to me. And of course, the main event with the title on the Rhine in the flyweight division. We have Alima Leigh McFarlane defeating Valerie Letourneau. Um, via submission and triangle choke round three to defend the title it was a very very great performance by her it was a very slow start i thought valerie won the first round but as soon as it got to the ground we saw exactly what alima lay was looking forward to was looking forward to do uh, unfortunately in round two she couldn't get it down as easily but in round three she just had her way with her, sunk in that triangle, and was just blasting with elbows. It was unbelievable performance. The reception that she got from her fans was amazing, and I look forward to seeing what she could do in the future. Bellator and Scott Coker have said that they are looking forward to putting more events on Hawaii, so if she can retain this title, still undefeated at 9 0 obviously she's a headliner now and she can be a headliner in the future and I look forward to seeing that as well keep good keep on twitter thank you so much for joining me for this special edition of the punchy panda podcast i'm gonna do these things from time to time when there's something that really i want to look in depth about what the results and things like that my personal feelings on the event the production was amazing i fell in love with alimalee mcfarlane hearing about her story hearing about her origin of her name which is crazy and that she it's like they collect thousands of flowers to create the the headpiece for their queens and kings and that is what an alima lay is um that was just a crazy story seeing all the uh, men come out for her in the opening walkout was great she was the look on her face she was just filled with emotion and 
that walkout was very great and that was very emotional for me to watch as well it was so cool so cool for her to get that win as well again the refereeing and Liam McGeary and King Moe's fight egregious at best I mean you know you have to watch the fight yourself to make your own determination but it, it was clear to me that he was at least compromised in that situation Travis Brown's legacy lives on in that fight and of course I wouldn't be I would be remiss if I didn't shout out Michael Chandler after all the things he had to go through losing a belt having to wait a year to get the rematch for it and then to headline an event to get it back in that fashion to just dominate him on all the cards and in all the rounds that was so impressive I will even omit in the round that he was dropped by Brett Primus he came back and eventually won that round as you can clearly see on the scorecards thank you so much for joining me please um listen out for more shows i'm going to drop two more this week so look look out for those of course we're going to be going into the ufc um fox final show and all things anime and mma so thank you so much for joining me on punchy panda podcast and punch up